Well, welcome everybody to Unscripted Violence. This is Stagger Lee with my partner in crime, producer Joe. How you doing, Joe? Edge of my seat to talk about this show. I've got opinions, and I really want to dig into what you thought of it because this is your first GCW show, right? Yes, yes, it is. The the only uh, other GCW I've watched is a match or two here and there, and. what else? Uh, Moxley versus uh, Nick Gage, of course. But this is the first full show I've ever seen. Nice. Now, I am going to preface it, and I will get into it in my opinions later. I wouldn't judge every GCW show you watch based off of this. Okay. This is, like, this is their biggest showing. They did a lot of things that are at the heart of GCW, but they had to do some things differently. Now, neither of us got to watch the pre-show. And I I caught like a tail end of a match and I wasn't even paying attention. I okay. was just I made it home just in enough time for the show. So I had the pre-show on in my van on the drive home and I caught Brett Lauderdale's speech. Basically just him thanking the crowd for helping them to make it to Hammerstein how people told him they'd never make it one line that he's big on using is somebody said that they've seen a thousand GCWs come and go yeah yeah and and this was a big statement for the company being a fan of the company this is the biggest stage I've seen them on and I've been to a handful of GCW shows too. Well, but, right. That, that's that was an amazing uh, sight to see the Hammerstein filled up that way. Yeah, two thousand people on commentary. I believe Kevin Gill said that they reconfigured the seating to try and get the most amount of people they could in for. A wrestling so they could, event there. So they could break the record, I, I think, is why. Yep, and you want to make a statement, and I would say they made a statement now. I'll go over the pre-show very quick. There was a battle royal. The participants, Big Vin, B-Boy, Brandon Kirk, Charles Mason, Cole Radrick, Dark Sheik, Dustin Thomas, Hoodfoot, Janai Kai, Juicy Finau, KTB, Lefisto, Marcus Mathers, Nate Webb, Pero, Psycho Clown, Ruckus, Steve Scott, Thunder Rosa, and Yoya. Big Vin won in 16 minutes and one second. Given the talent in this match, Lufisto, Thunder Rosa, B-Boy, those are some of the bigger names. And then you've got GCW regulars, Marcus Mathers, Nate Webb has made appearances. Ruckus, Janai Kai. This was. There's a mix of talent in this, and yeah, Big Vin I, I, won it. I've seen Ruckus. I've enjoyed his work. Yep. Now Big Vin won it, and I found out that he is actually the son of former ECW wrestler Nine One One. Oh. So it's, it's, it makes some sense why he won it there. Now, the next match was a six-way scramble featuring Grim Reefer versus Alex Zane versus Dante Leone versus Jack Cartwheel versus Ninja Mac versus Shane Mercer. 
this I was had, the one I caught the the very endings of where uh, where it was just wrapping up is where I caught it. Okay. I predicted Nick Wayne in this match because I thought he was in the match. He might have been in previous listings, but Grim Reefer won this uh, New York City legend. And this match yeah, went 754. Excellent in it, too. Yep. He is an excellent in ring talent. And Alex Zane, Dante Leon, these guys are all GCW regulars. And the six-way scramble is a staple in GCW events. So I was really excited to see that. And that's why a match like this is important. This is definitely like GCW. The Battle Royal, I haven't seen them do too many. And they put a lot of good talent on that that was just kind of in a Battle Royal. But I don't want to stick as much to the negatives because there's so many positives on this show. Right. Now, the show opened up with the Grab the Brass Ring ladder match. PCO versus Alex Colon versus Tony Deppin versus G. Raver versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Jordan Oliver. This thing went 1647. And what did you think of this match? I couldn't I couldn't decide who who uh, had the better spots, honestly. Uh, I, I thought it went well. There were certain... Uh, instances in there to where of course shit happened and it, it may have looked uh, slightly botched in places like G-Raver jumping off the top of that ladder that was toppling as he jumped <laughs> and what part of his body would you describe landed on the ladder like his shoulder and his back uh, it was a nasty one it was disgusting. Now, the only note I had in this was Leo Rush was originally scheduled for this, and G Raver came out and was announced. I thought that was questionable given Leo Rush's status with AEW recently. Right. But we'll get into that in a couple ma- in a couple matches. AJ Gray was a late entrant. He ended up winning the thing. I had predict Jordan Oliver. We didn't, even, we didn't even see much of AJ Gray in the match. No, he had his spots, but like there was so much going on in this match, whether there it was, was PCO doing his wild jumps. Jordan I Oliver pulled off some incredible shit. He was. I thought he was going to win this because when I made my predictions, I had a certain view of how I thought things were going to go down. And I thought people that were core to the heart of GCW would make it up. It didn't happen all the way like that. And when AJ Gray came out, I'm like, ooh, Jordan Oliver might not win this. But you got to see Alex Colon, the blood fighter, versus G Raver. And they have had some amazing death matches in GCW. Obviously, being in the Hammerstein, you're not going to be able to have a death match. And I thought this match was close enough to having that GCW spirit in a match. Yeah. Still holding out. Jimmy Lloyd is another GCW regular that I thought everybody had their individual moments in this match and it looked great. They did. I, I, like I said, I really couldn't decide who had the, the best performance because they all just did so good. Yeah. Now, 
it had me that match had me paying attention to it now how did you like this as the kickoff match like did this get you going for the show early yeah it got me it got me excited for what was to come it did following that was the six-man lucha tag match with team bandito consisting of bandito asf which is antonio san francisco and laredo kid versus team gringo loco which was arez demonic flamita and gringo loco this went 1409 i had predicted team gringo winning and they did win and you're not gonna lose in a match like this there were some amazing spots oh the whole the whole uh, tower that they formed and the sunset flip off of the top of the tower was just incredible yeah i've never seen that it was like a triple stack of humans playing a game of chicken and then imagine the move coming off of that yeah they really lived up to it and i mean this was a great lucha match you you can't complain about much with this no that this was this was like it like you said a great lucha match exactly that and it, it had the best elements of lucha in it i thought definitely now the next match on this card blake christian comes out to the ring and it quickly becomes evident that jonathan gresham is not there yeah what was your first reaction to that because i did not find out till they announced it i was kind of i was kind of disappointed honestly i was because i like always like watching jonathan gresham he's a, a great technician in the ring and he's got a lot to offer but uh i wasn't really sure where they were going to go with this at that this, point yeah this was one of those matches i was really looking forward to and finding out super late that he's not going to be there wasn't great it was the first twinge of disappointment i had on this show yeah no rush filled in for him and i had originally predicted gresham but when I saw Leo Rush came out, I'm like, oh, Blake Christian's got to get the win. And he got the win in 12 minutes and 34 seconds. By the way, all these matches come from cagematch.net. Okay. But some of the things that I enjoyed in this match was there was when Blake Christian did that jumping twist out of the ring, landed on Leo Rush. And then like caught him for the tombstone coming out of that yeah yeah that's exact that was my highlight of the match is that when was he caught him. i've never seen anything like that and i was, that was like Holy so shit. fluid that was so fluid the way he did it. it it was it was beautiful it really made the match yeah and by the end of this match i really wasn't disappointed that jonathan gresham wasn't there and he wasn't there like no, it was, it was really game at their all. They did, and they uh, they let it all out in the ring and showed us what they both can do. I was I was not disappointed in this match. No, now halfway through the card, because out of eight matches, the fourth match, Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. This thing went 19 minutes and 43 seconds. There was a lot more gimmickry to the match than i would have expected but yeah didn't hurt the match i thought matt cardona just was an excellent heel uh, on this show 
yeah, from hearing from the the coming out to enter Sandman, having yeah. fuck Mick Foley on his back. Yeah, I he had his parents in the balcony watching him. I know, and he he just he he got on the mic and got heat as well. On top of everything, he had the crowd hating him, doing the fuck Cardona chant. And <laughs> yep, I mean, you saw the sign: "If Cardona wins, we riot." And then as he's coming out, that's on his shirt. On his shirt. I loved it. <laughs> he knows exactly how to play to this crowd. And I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this show, but I had read an article where I guess at first Cardona wasn't as interested in coming to GCW because he viewed them as just like a deathmatch company. Yeah. And then when he got to see what they're all about and like making his appearances, given the crowd, he can go out and just do pro wrestling promos and it gets the crowd so fired up because he feeds into those wwe tropes and yeah. things that people would consider wwe and the crowd hates him for it yeah and it's it, it was brilliantly done the whole yeah, way it, it was a great match between him and janela i had predicted janela and honestly i was disappointed when cardona won really yeah because as far as a gcw show i thought that the gcw mainstays were going to be the ones to win and especially one like this where you've built it up and i think the crowd would have just gone nuts if janela beat cardona but with cardona winning you did get the trash throwing in at the end it got that much more heat on him for it and and the way that that um he gained the victory was just i thought was brilliant How, yeah, some uh, of my opinions i gotta go back and rewatch this because i made it home from work just in enough time for it so i was sitting down and i was just sitting down and i kind of felt a certain way about some matches yeah i did too i, I the whole the whole show didn't uh didn't all i guess live up to all of the hype i was expecting um but this match was definitely a great match this match was great i was looking forward to it now following this was ruby soho versus ali catch this went nine minutes 36 seconds i predicted ali catch and once again i was wrong and this was the second match where that disappointment was settling in for me as a GCW yes. fan. Yes, and, and for me as well, this match just kind of fell flat to me. Yep. It just, it, there was there was nothing special about it, and I didn't really get to see what all the hype behind Ali Catch is. She is match. a great performer. She is one of the GCW regulars. She's in a regular tag team with Effie, so. Yeah, I, I knew about that. I just have, yeah. have never really watched her in action. And for this, me sitting and watching her at first as as a person who hasn't watched a full GCW show, um, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed. I was expecting a bit more out of her. Yeah, I mean, it was a good enough match, but this just 
this didn't do it for me. It felt like the kind of lull in the middle of the show. Yeah, and I and- need for a women's wrestling match to do that because there's nothing wrong with either performer. This, I mean, there was just enough else on this show that this was the odd one out. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. That that was one of the matches that just didn't make the mark for me. Um, I'd like to see her highlighted in the future, which I which I'm sure that she's going to be, and uh, really see what she can do. Yeah, I don't know if this show did the greatest job of highlighting all of the GCW talent. And I mean, that that's not really fair maybe for me to say, but like, I felt like a lot of the people that came in got more of a rub and it just didn't feel like a GCW GCW show. This was a great indie show. But if yeah, you view it, was. it like really a GCW was. lens, it's like... It was a very good GCW show, but there are other ones I've enjoyed more. Yeah, I, I could see why on that match. Um, but so, you're in the Hammerstein, you got to deliver big, and I don't think you can go bigger than Jeff Jarrett versus Effie, which was the next match. 11 minutes and 13 seconds. I predicted Effie because I thought, how does Effie not win on their biggest stage? And Jeff Jarrett won. Yeah, that that was surprising. I I for sure uh, was uh, thinking Effie was going to go over on this one, and uh, totally uh, took me through a loop. I mean, the match was great, especially after after uh, Effie got hit with the guitar. I thought that after he no sold that, that that would be the turning point of the match, and Effie was going to get the win, but. Yeah, and I mean Jeff Jarrett looks good in the ring too. There was Oh, he looks he looks excellent for his age and everything and, he brought to to this match was was excellent. Yeah, and I'm just really hoping that somehow like Jarrett winning is part of the story going forward. That's why like I don't want to judge this card too harshly. Because some things could be stories going forward. Right. You know, and I mean, I've got to watch it again because I felt a certain way watching it. And then I was hoping to rewatch it before we reviewed it. But you asked when we could record. I said, let's do it today. I didn't want to wait. But yeah, I didn't either. I want to check this again. I, I might watch it again, too. It's a three hour show. So. There's it a is. lot there's a lot I could have missed uh, in the first viewing. But uh, the next match... I was very surprised that the world title match was not going on last. That, that, that took me off guard, too. It also had me wondering what the surprise was going to be in the main event. But John Moxley versus Homicide... This went 11 minutes and 14 seconds. I predicted Moxley. Moxley won. It was it was a great match. It was this was the first match I've seen him in since he returned because I didn't watch that Rampage match. Yeah, but I thought he looked great in the ring. Oh yeah, he he looks great. He I mean he overall his whole countenance about him 
just looks better and it looks like he's trimmed up a little bit and toned up um him and homicide are two of the greats of independent wrestling so yeah to see them go to battle for this was awesome yeah, I enjoyed this match. It, it was really good. I especially enjoyed the fuck bully Ray chance. <laughs> yep, it was this crowd. One thing you can say about this crowd or this show is that this crowd was ready for this. They were behind everything that they were being given, and they really showed out like a GCW crowd does. Like, it was a great crowd. GCW's been one of the greatest crowds I've ever been in live. I hope they come out here soon. And I really do. Yeah, like, before we get into the main event, I was lucky enough, my first GCW show was Joey Janela's Spring Break, the first one. I didn't know what I was getting into. It was midnight. It was the weirdest show I've seen. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun, me and my... Buddy, we went back for Joey Janela's Spring Break 2 the next year. Nice. And I've been to Get Lost a lot in New York. I, those are the only GCW shows I can think of offhand. I feel like there's been one or more. But it's always great to see these shows if they come near you. Especially the bigger they're getting. Like, I go think- see a show. You're going to see a death match. You're going to see regular wrestling. You're going to see a six-way scramble. Right. You're like, gonna we see... forgot to bring up during the Cardona match that he brought out Virgil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how could I forget that? I mean, we forgot Swoggle, Brian Myers. There was so much going on in that match. But there Virgil, were. they've had I... Virgil come to multiple events. So that also felt like it was in the spirit of GCW. Yeah, and oh, Marco Stunt was in it as well. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God, there were so many appearances. John, he was John another Waltman. one. <laughs> yeah, Sean Waltman. He was definitely a first for GCW. He looked so good in the ring. He looked, he he looked excellent. That, that kick he threw was excellent. It was right on point. It's like he hadn't missed a day in the ring. Oh, and if anybody wants to catch almost like the GCW minor leagues. If you go on YouTube, search Jersey Championship Wrestling or LA Fights. LA Fights, Sean Waltman is a commentator on, and that's like their LA brand of like the minor leagues to GCW. Jersey Championship Wrestling is the East Coast version of it, and they are free on YouTube. You're not gonna see all the GCW stars, You'll see right. some, and you'll see up-and-coming stars. And it's definitely worth checking out. Nice. I, I, I'll definitely check those both out. Probably. Now, this main event, GCW World Tag Team Title Match, the Briscoes in an open challenge. Now, who did you think was going to answer the call coming in? Because I had predicted FTR. I was... I was thinking I was thinking FTR too with all the promos they've been cutting on them on YouTube. I I thought naturally it's gonna be FTR. That was 
my first instinct and then when the music hit it was kind of 80s music so i thought oh okay it's ftr no that is the familiar sounds of matt tremont but i wasn't familiar with him so yeah so i was oh wow you're not familiar with matt tremont familiar with matt tremont Oh, the bulldozer Matt Tremont. He is an East Coast stable. He is a deathmatch veteran. Are, you're familiar with Onita in the exploding ring matches, right? From oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Matt Tremont wrestled at Sushi Onita in New Jersey probably three months ago in an exploding ring match where he got burned up in a like an exploding pad on the outside of the ring yeah and then he got put through a flaming table and he had burns that they were affecting him for a, a couple weeks that is brutal so when i saw matt tremont come out i was like i was wondering what was going on at first and then only one thing made sense there was talk is nick gage on this show because Nick Gage put out a promo saying he wasn't on this show. Exactly. I didn't think he would be on the show. And From frankly, every, every indication uh, they gave every indication that he would not be on the show as from what I could see. And I was talking in a private chat with a couple friends that I was like, look, if Nick Gage isn't on this show, then he is too fucked up. And, like, he's just in a bad spot right now. And Brett probably just couldn't deal with, be- like, risk being that close to him. But right. his music hit. There was no way you could do GCW in the Hammerstein without him. No. The place went nuts. I was honestly super disappointed. And that's why I have to rewatch this match because. Nick Gage and Matt Tremont won the titles in 528. I was shocked. It was a quick match. It very much was. But Nick Gage, you're not going to get a ton of wrestling out of. Matt Tremont was in retirement. Just came out. Came back out very recently. So you're not going to get like a super long match. And I was super disappointed there was no FTR. But you got two deathmatch legends. You couldn't do a GCW show without Nick Gage. They ended the I, no- night on the right note. Yeah, I think I I I felt good about it in the end uh, myself. Um, yeah, I I at first I was a, a bit disappointed it wasn't FTR. Uh, just slightly though. Nick seeing Nick Gage just made it all up for me. Honestly, one hundred percent. He is quite an in-ring performer. He is. And Just the he, whole attitude he brings. He's got it. He's got it, and he—he's kind of like the heart and soul of what GCW is, I believe. One hundred percent. Now, they also took time to honor past performers that had died since they got to like this big platform. Yes. Now, yeah. Now that we've talked about the show, how do you like the ring announcer, MLJ? Because he is, he's a regular for them. I love him. I think he's great. I love the passion he brings to it. 
he does. He brings a lot of passion into it, and 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 it shows. And he, you can tell he loves what he does. One hundred percent. Now, how did you like the commentary team? For the most part, it's Kevin Gill, but Dave Prezak jumped in there. Lenny Leonard. Yeah, there was a couple different people that were on uh, after Prezak. Um, I, I. I thought they made a good duo, and then uh, I really wasn't paying attention too much to the commentary, probably midway, but for, for the most part, I thought it was well done. I didn't, I didn't, there wasn't anything I didn't like about the commentary. Cheap plug, we interviewed Kevin Gill on the Working Fans podcast last week, yeah. just ahead of this show. And you can hear the excitement in his voice when talking about each match. And he just, he's so knowledgeable and he's just the perfect fit for the product. Like he says funny stuff when it's time to, he's just, I, he's one of my favorite parts of GCW. I think he's, he's excellent for him. Uh, I, 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 uh, wasn't too analytical on the commentary but just from this show i i think that it was perfect for it yeah the commentary is like unconventional probably by wrestling commentary standards but it's just so perfect like i don't know if you're familiar with the insane clown posse strangle mania videos where they had japanese wrestling and then the insane clown posse did commentary over the top of it and they oh, were just no, super I funny I think I've seen bits of that a long time ago I'll have to look that up now if you listen to Kevin Gill you can almost hear that he's influenced by those videos but he almost finds a way to make it more mainstream and I love it like it's just so enjoyable and it's like I've listened to him on there for so long that it's just, he almost feels like the heart of the promotion. Nice. Yeah, he, you can tell he's got a lot of passion uh, for that company. Yeah, 100%. He came up, he first started doing wrestling commentary at E3, which is a video game. Yeah, that's Expo. right. And then through the years, he put together the Backyard Wrestling Games, which were on PlayStation 2, I believe. Uh, yeah, the best of Backyard Wrestling. and Yeah, he I... worked at Rockstar Games before it was Rockstar Games. And then yeah. he got into doing commentary with ICP, eventually got into Game Changer Wrestling. And it's, he's great. Like if, if you haven't checked out a GCW show, I think Kevin Gill is definitely one of the things that's going to make it for you. Nice. Now, Lee, based on this show, you would definitely check out a GCW show again, you think? I, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Oh, it, I, I and they're thought... great because they do like two uh, weekend shows. If they do a show, it's usually one night in one city, one night in a close city the next night. And then, like, two weeks later, they do it all over again. So, GCW gives you plenty of chances to see them. And I hope it's on pay-per-view again. I do, too. Because that was not... That was definitely not a waste of my money. 
definitely worth it. Nice. Now, do you have any closing thoughts or opinions before we let the people go tonight? Just GC fucking W. They're they're one to watch. Uh, it they made me happy to be a wrestling fan in this time and in this this day and age uh, and with all the other things going on in pro wrestling these guys are are a, a rare gem out there that i i can't wait to see them do bigger and better things and continue to grow and they will always deliver your money's worth like and that's the thing if you've heard of them before and you think oh they're just a deathmatch company they do a lot of death matches but they are not just a deathmatch company they've got amazing technical skilled wrestlers they've got the lucha high flyers and they showed at the hammerstein if they have to clean it up for a bigger stage they can do that and i feel like this was just the first of many new platforms they're gonna get on what this kind of reminds me of and i kind of it's kind of making me draw a parallel here and i i'm sure other people have too but um i'm kind of seeing gcw as the ecw of today very much so they've got that feeling they've got that underground appeal Mm-hmm. They've they've got they've got all they tick all the boxes on there and me I'm a deathmatch kind of guy I enjoy death matches and the fact that they they do those uh, reels me in even further. Oh, if you like death matches, then Alex Cologne, G Raver, G Raver, I'm familiar with. I was look I was looking forward to seeing him perform. Yep, Jimmy Lloyd will give you a good death match as well. Nick Gage has been through him. Moxley's been through him. Yeah, all it seems like all those guys pretty much have. Uh, have have Cardona yet? Yes, Cardona. He went in. I want to say his the match where he won the title. In oh. yeah, because he came out and he was all wrapped up. You could tell like his arms were all like bandaged up in advance of going in there so he was ready for it and that's the one where the famous clip went around of everybody in the venue throwing trash into the ring oh okay so he's only done the one death match but it doesn't stop him from claiming that he's the king of the death match (laughs) nice so that just adds even more to the heel that he is and i i think he's really he's really found himself pro wrestling wise in this company yeah it almost seems like he's having the most fun he's had in wrestling it is it it, it, it's he seems very liberated and everybody's known he's he's talented everybody's known that for years when we've we've kind of always wanted to see him make it and now seeing him kind of make it and make it his own thing i i'm I'm pretty proud of him where how he's come in his career. Yeah, because I think he got into that thing where in the WWE people thought of him as Zack Ryder and he right. kind of got like that middle to low card kind of stink on him, but when you see him outside of there, he can do so much more. And this match really showed it. It did. It was excellent. This this whole show all the way around though gets a gets a A from me. I 
I'm going to give it a B only because there were a couple things that I felt a certain way about, but I want to go back and watch the show and I'm sure I, next time we talk on the next episode, I'm going to give you a, like a rewatched opinion. Because okay, I'll, I'll the same too, because there might be other things that I missed uh, just in the excitement of watching everything and getting to know the- yeah, sadly, I was watching it from too critical an eye, so I almost feel like I didn't enjoy it as much because I was like, oh, that could have been better or that was different. And I, and I feel really bad that the ladies' match just made me feel that way, but I I had higher expectations for it than, than what I saw. Uh, to me, it was... Uh, the The... That was and it was a good it was a good solid match. Um, don't get I me wrong. I think if Alley Catch had won, it would have. To me, I think it would have given it a different feel because with Ruby coming out on top, you're like okay, but with Alley yeah. coming out on top, she got big in GCW within the last year or two, and this could have been that thing to push her even further. Do you think she got big uh, as a result of being uh, teamed with Effie? Or... No, she's put in good matches, but that tag team, they just have something, and it's definitely caught the GCW fans. Like, it started organically, mm-hmm. and it it's just one of the biggest things in the company right now. Okay. Something I'll keep my eye on. Well, this this has been a great show, and it and uh, I think we ought to try and make this a, a, a regular that we can follow GCW as closely as we can on unscripted violence. One hundred percent. I'm more than happy to give you the rundowns of shows. I believe the next one is I want to say in a couple of weeks. I haven't looked yet because it's been a busy weekend. But hey. whenever we can, we will cover these shows and we will bring the hot takes to you definitely well thanks a lot everybody for joining us and until next time we'll see you here on unscripted violence